When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Took the Maroons about 15 minutes to get the wake-up call, but they're wide awake now. Here's Pasternak closing. He scores! I was in Florida once on a southern tour where I met this little redhead who was an underwater specialist. John holds. Grizzlick has the puck hop on him. Pasternak tried to draw CC out of the geometry. The puck bounces all the way through. Bergeron scores for Marshawn. Patrice Bergeron with one and two. Good game. I'm getting out of this hick town. Thank God there is still a sport for middle-sized white boys. <laughs> now taking it along is Krejci, dropped it on back, and it's a shot by Let's do that hockey. Yeah, buddy. I am back for another Beers and Bruins. It is 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to all the listeners, all the supporters. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. I apologize for this being such a, you know, a, a widespread um, between shows, I have not done one since the uh, Saturday, November seventeenth, at my best friend Dale's house with a great group of people. So, um, it is January, mid-January. It's the fifteenth, I believe. So I'm back, and we're going to do this more uh, regularly, as I'd like to get more guests on uh, a week. And, and for the rest of 2019, I'd really like to make a make this a a podcast that just keeps going and, and not just something I just throw together uh, when I just feel like having drinks. So uh, this week and, and the first time in 2019, I have a very special guest. We've been working really hard to get some time together and it finally paid off. Uh, her name is Liz Rizzo St. Pierre. She's a fantastic writer over at the blackandgoldhockey.com website. You can follow her on Twitter at pastagirl88. That is a P-A-S-T-A-G-R-L-88. She's a passionate Bruins, Bruins fan, fantastic writer. I suggest you follow. Listen, Pierre, thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you for having me on. How did you like that intro? Oh, it was great. That, <laughs> it was awesome. If yeah. that didn't make you nervous, then you know you never know what's going to come later on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I just... As we start this off, uh, I just want to give a shout out to your boss, 
Uh, thank you uh, to her, her, I'm assuming? Yes. yes. Yep. Thank you to her for uh, letting you come out a little early to make this happen because that was uh, that was awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just I'm happy that we get we get together. Happy we made plans, and I'm happy we're gonna be talking some Bruins. So, uh, let's just get right into it. Okay. What what I'd like to do in 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 2019, and especially the new guests, is I just like to get a feeling of who you are as a Bruins fan. I'm not gonna go into like whole life details and so on, but paint me a picture, Liz. Paint me a picture of the day a time or a person that influenced you to be a Boston Bruins fan? Oh, my God. Um, you know what? I have to actually say Ray Bork. Ray Bork, you know, I, growing up, I think it was the first time I actually really saw a Bruins game. I think I was like 11 or 12. And it was just something about hockey. You know, all my friends were playing hockey, and I begged my parents to play ice hockey. It was just kind of like an expensive sport so I'm like you know mm-hmm. what I'll do what I can you know I ended up playing field hockey goalie for that for a few years loved it and I always ended up watching just the Bruins game as much as I could the old I don't know if you remember I don't want to date myself but I remember channel 38 that was like you know tv 38 and just watching the Bruins and you know just Ray Bork actually I think one of my first games I went to was right before he got traded to um to the abs so yeah i want to say oh my gosh yeah it was that was one of my first games and it's just i've just been a bruins fan since then and just going strong and strong and i'm here now right now and i never ever thought i would end up you know writing about the bruins and really getting into really getting into hockey so it's um yeah yeah it's been a it's been a long time that's awesome uh, yeah. yeah, what what a what a way to um get your fandom started by a, a class act like Ray Bork. Oh yeah. Yep, absolutely. And you know, I found out too a couple of weeks ago my uncle actually knows Ray Bork. He knows Bob Yor. He was good friends with Derek Sanderson. I'm like, when did this happen? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like I'm like, wait a minute, so I've always had like some sort of connection with the Bruins. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I wish I knew that when I was younger because I would have begged my uncle to, like, meet them or, or something. So, yeah, so I guess you could say I'm, I'm pretty much a, I'm Bruins all the way. So That's awesome. Yeah. I, I <laughs> date myself, too. And when you, when you talk about WSPK TV 38, it's, uh, you yep. know, I remember having, uh, like, I think it was like a 12-inch or a 10-inch TV in, in as a kid and you know the old bunny ears yeah do you remember those oh gosh yeah yes, see, now we're really dating ourselves <laughs> but uh yep hey i had a black and white tv as my first tv as a kid and i'm like oh my god but you know hey it's i had a tv and i could watch the game so that's I'm, all that I'm matters yeah i mean i mean uh just talking about that uh, you know i often uh think about my childhood and 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 um and how the Bruins inspired me. And, and when you bring up TV 38, it's just, you know, Fred Cusick <laughs> and Derek Sanderson and, and, yep. and, uh, geez, there was so many that, uh, that I could think of going back, but wow, you, you, you really brought me, I was, I'm supposed to be bringing you the curveballs, and you bring me one. So <laughs> this is, this is definitely new for the podcast. Uh, let's just jump right into some Bruins talk. Um, uh, 
I want to know your feeling because you've been with us for a while now. I'm not sure exactly how long because I'm a terrible, terrible boss. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I believe you've been with us for a, a majority of the off season into uh, current current day with this uh, the 2018-19 campaign. But um, yep. I wanted to ask you your thoughts. Let's go back to the off season, okay? Okay. Your thoughts on the moves that were made very minimal and if they mm-hmm. were they were very lateral um but what were you thinking at that time of the year opposed to today which we're pretty much at the halfway point uh in january and and you know the with the bruins after 46 games a 26 15 and 5 record they have 57 points they have mm-hmm. a really good home record not so good road record but Putting that all together, your thoughts on the whole transition and how this whole thing has happened so far? If you talk about how, talk about more like how I feel about the team right now, how they're doing, yeah, and where, yeah, and we're coming close to the the trade deadline. And I know there's been so many rumors going around, and you know who the Bruins should be going after, and the whole problem with the winger problem next to you know Kretsch. Because it's been kind of like a revolving door. You know, you got Kretsch with Heinen and DeBrusque. And then now you're hearing about how Cassidy has had to talk to DeBrusque and how he's not been, you know, playing up to par. And, I mean, it's, it's no, I mean, it's no secret. We, we do need, we need help. And, you know, it's, it's like if you're Don Sweeney, it's like, what do you do? I mean, you know, going back to, to last um, season, you know, when they had the trade in Dallas, I mean, it's, and we lost, we didn't have that first round pick. And, you know, Sweeney was like, you know, I, I don't want to do that ever again. And it's like, you know, if they want to go after someone like, I know there was a name like uh, Wayne Simmons. I know has been a name thrown around, you know, it's like, what do you, what do you give up? And as a team, as it is now, I mean, you know, barring all the injuries and what Cassidy has had to work with and the fact that we're in a playoff position, we've been, you know, kind of staying afloat. Now we're in third. We're just one point, you know, behind Toronto, who I think they I think they lost last night, if I'm yeah, not they got, mistaken. Yeah, they got beat up pretty bad. That's uh, that, that's right. Yeah, actually, that's another probably a talking point I like to talk about, you know, the fans and how they, they booed Gardner and, and all that. That's, I think that's just awful, but... I, I mean, I think the team as a whole, I mean, there's some games that they look solid, and then there are other times where I'm like, wow, we were lucky we got with that win. But it's been more that I think they've been playing pretty good considering, again, the whole revolving door, you know, the whole before the season even started, it was the whole question of who was going to be the third line center. And it was just like, I don't think lines, except for the first line, really have gelled that much yet and you know you could say maybe it's because it's it's the whole youth movement a lot of these guys are in the second year and then we're looking more towards providence now now with um colby cave being taken up by the oilers now you know the salary man Solaric, you know is, was skating this morning with the bruins so i mean it's i don't know and i know i'm a little bit with 
in regards to the goalie thing too, and I know this has been talked to death about and, you know, you can kind of dissect it and everybody has, you know, the whole thing with Tuca. I mean, he, he's good when he's on, but last night I was actually at the game last night against Montreal. You were there? And, uh, yeah, I was, I was there and, um, I'm lucky I got my voice back cause man, I didn't have my voice at all. That's awesome. Um, so I was there last night and, uh, you know, when he came out, I I just had a nervous feeling in my the pit of my stomach, and I don't know why. It was just, if he can just be more consistent. I know he's been coming off a five-game, you know, win, and he's been doing a lot better, and I, I don't know. But, you know, as far as going back to your, you know, original question about how how I feel about the team right now, I think, um, I think we're definitely going to be – in the playoffs and I think we are going to face Toronto and um, I don't want to make any predictions. I I don't like to jinx anything, but I I don't know. I think it's uh, aside from everything that we've had, well, as the Bruins have had to deal with, with the, you know, trying to find all the lines, trying to mesh them together. Well, it's been pretty good considering, you know, because it's, you see other teams that are just dumpster fires and they don't know what to do with their players and, you got, you know, GMs and CEOs getting pissed off at their players and calling them out into the media. And it's, um, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm glad we're not like that, <laughs> you know, and I'm glad our fan base is not, you know, not like that at all. And so I think um, this team is definitely going to, they're going to fight for it. You know, they're, they're definitely, the guys want to do it, you know, especially the young guys and, you know, it's, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling feeling okay about the team. Now, one of the reasons why I ask is like so many people criticize Sweeney for mm. the lack for his um his vision, his future vision of this team. But yeah. but more or less most of the fans out there target the here and now. Uh, what are you going to do this year? They don't look yeah. at the broad picture. So you know, there's a lot of rah-rahs out there that they don't get their way with the start that the Bruins had, and they automatically go back and target, like, well, you signed John Moore. He was he was more of a lateral movement and not a rise above. Uh, you know, you're not going to get those signings. You, you, went at, you tried to go after a player like Johnny Tavares. You sat with him. You got the experience that you're probably going to need in the summer of 2019 while talking to Tavares about entertaining him coming to Boston. So get ready for something like that because the the free agent class next season is going to be so much better than it was in 2018. Oh, yeah. So, you know, what I don't like is they didn't make any moves over the summer to address certain needs because I think they would get on house money at the time, and that might be a bad terminology to a lot of fans, but hear me out is last season, I don't think that they expected to have that year after uh, the no- October start and then and half of November. And then from November to the rest of the year, just pretty much plow through the league. I, didn't think mm. that, I don't think they expected that to happen. But I think they were playing on house money this year to see if that was going to maybe get a little consistency out of that whole thing. And it, and it hasn't. Fortunately, it hasn't. Not the way that we've... We want it to happen. They are in a playoff spot right now in third place, right behind Toronto, and that's good. But yeah, they they you know the, the injuries have been so tough on this franchise up and down. 
Even even the middle parts of the of the uh, the developmental systems are, are struggling because of what's going on at the NHL. Because you know, in emotion creates emotion. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, yep. Exactly. So you know, I I'm kind of happy where they are. I didn't expect it, especially after all these injuries. But mm. to go back to what the off season is, they really didn't do anything to build that Stanley Cup winner that everybody thought that they were gonna that it was gonna be this year. So I'm happy with the progress, but going back to like when you touched on trades and so on, and I got a whole list of uh, uh, topics to, uh, to, but we're going to jump around. So yeah, <laughs> but for me personally, I would rather see Don Sweeney and this management staff uh, stand firm. I, I, and it's, it's going to it's going to sound weird, you know, at me, black and gold 277. If you think I'm crazy, absolutely. Talk to me and tell me. But I really want to see them save everything. Now, from what I'm hearing, and, and it's nothing's like confirmed. I'm just, I'm just, I'm like just any Joe Schmo that's on Twitter way too much. And, you know, hearing that they, you know, this one player could be the player that could bring the Bruins success this season i think it's going to have to come from a multiple players i think i think another defenseman and maybe two forwards will we'll get another cup in boston so but we're not right there right now that's that's totally unrealistic thinking so i i don't see one player making so much of an impact so my thing is is i think that standing firm maybe making a, a small deal here and there just to 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 ease the we need a trade for the sake of trading people out there mm. and just target the draft. And I'm not saying go out and target your next Connor McDavid, but use the draft assets and use the draft to make moves. And then a week later, you go after free agents and then you properly build that way over the summer and then bring it in 2019-20. And another thing to think about, Liz, is and, and and this is just me spitballing. I'm not. I don't have any facts in front of me. But the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, they are fantastic teams this season. But look at their outlook for the next two seasons or three seasons out. I think next season they're going to have to be make drastic moves because of the because of the cap. So the Bruins standing firm, in my opinion, might benefit from them offloading like Chicago did a couple of years ago with Panarin and T- Tara Vinen and all the other players. I think that's when the Bruins are really going to take advantage of is when those teams are struggling because now they're going to have to like put the pieces back to rebuild the teams like they're playing today. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I don't want Does that to make be- sense at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I don't think that Sweeney should, you know, just like you mentioned, you know, there's going to be people out there. It's like they want that a big trade. And it's like, you know what? I don't think this is the time to give up, you know, a couple of prospects. And again, you know, first round draft pick or something like that. Because I think that really, I think that hurt them, you know, last time. So I I don't think they should make any huge moves. You know, that Boston's building, they last season they were able to, I don't know. It was like a miracle team. It was awesome to see just how they took all these young 
first year guys and they just kind of built something with it. And I kind of like it. I want them to kind of keep going with that, with that whole, you know, the youth movement and stuff. Cause we got a lot of good guys and I mean, maybe we can look, I mean, m- maybe, and this is kind of crazy. I know this has been talked about thrown out, like kind of getting rid of some of the guys that have such high, they're getting paid a lot, but they're not doing a lot. And I know like a, a big name that, came up and I noticed he was benched in the, actually in the third period last night in the game David Backus you know it's and he's making what is he making like seven million dollars or something like that six I mean yeah six million okay so there's and his, he's been doing eh, you know whether it's just his his age or he's just battling something or it's just things are just not clicking you know with whoever he's playing with but um but I don't see Sweeney doing anything drastic like that. I think they're going to kind of keep it with the young guys, keep building. And then, like you said, when other teams next season, when they get a little bit desperate and, you know, then maybe maybe make a move, you know. But I think they should kind of just keep par, par for course, you know, just kind of keep things as it is right now. Um, it's going to be hard to get a, a – you know, they're looking for, like – you know, a winger, or, you know, it's hard. If you're going to get someone like, you know, like a Panarin or whatever, you, you have to give up a lot. And I don't know if they, I don't know if this will be a good time to do that. So I, I don't know. I, I think they should kind of keep it, keep things as it is now and just kind of look to, to build up what they got in Providence. So. Uh, yeah. You know, and yeah. if you're looking at the, um, the free agents available. You mentioned Panarin. Um, mm. if, if he's not traded at, at the, I believe it's the February twenty fifth deadline this year. Yes. Yeah. So if if he's not traded by then, uh, I think he's going to want to stick with the team and continue to negotiate. I'm not sure what him agent and organization have on their minds, but yeah. um, I mean that's another avenue that the Bruins could go through too is is wait till free agency when you don't have to give up a ton and you could just get him and then make adjustments yeah. after you get him now i was talking to i not directly but i sent in a, a message to jeff merrick and elliot friedman uh about rick nash oh, yeah. uh last year yeah. and no i'm sorry tavares and uh, i i said you know it could the Bruins go out and do that? And he's like, well, I, that's something I haven't heard yet. But if you are if you are available to sit down with a John Tavares, then you make available cap space on your roster. There's no question about it. You just, yeah. you know, you don't hesitate. You start um, departing people and you get that cap space down to bring in a player like that. So yep. it's not a thought process when it comes down to you know, when you're thinking about a player like Panarin and and what he can do, the, the dynamics he brings to a team would, is just unbelievable. It'll definitely yeah. bring the, the Bruins second line next to Krejci and even DeBrusque, yeah. you know, to a higher level, those guys, oh, yeah. you know. I mean, you, yep. you know Krejci's a feed machine, pass first type of guy. Then DeBrusque, yeah. DeBrusque and Panarin are gonna are seriously going to benefit off of that. But um, I just the price is just going to be a little too high, and yeah. you know if you trade for him, is he going to want to resign? That's the biggest thing is 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 uh you know things might not work out. You know if 
Don Sweeney says, uh, you know, hey, we traded for you. We're really going to make a run for it. You know, he could easily fire back and just say, well, if you don't make it, I'm not staying. So you just you, you just paid. Yeah. So we just we what we did is we went back to last spring. I'm sorry, last winter, right around the same t- deadline, and we did the whole Rick Nash thing again. It mm. was purely a rental. I don't. I yeah. do not want a rental. You know, it's just no. especially mm-hmm. giving up that first round pick. And uh, you know, I I like Charlie, uh, not Charlie Lindgren, Ryan Lindgren. He was a good good prospect, but. It is what it is. I mean, you, you have to make moves to get what you want, but I just at this particular time, I don't see this team going as far as I hate saying it, the first round. You know, I'd like to see them at least make the playoffs. I mean, it's not the goal that they want to reach. I know that the the conference final would be the goal after, you know, getting to the second round last season. So, I Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of want to stand firm and kind of ride it out and see where we go. And just and just over the summer, man, that office is so freaking busy. You just attack, 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 and what you can, you know, make yeah. trades. At, make trades at the draft. You know, I That's, mean, trades happen at the draft all the time. Yes, they do. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. It's, um, yeah, that is, yes, usually like, yeah around you know, July, I think that's when last year was the trade in Dallas. I think it was, yeah, it was July. So, yeah, I, I see Sweeney. I see, you know, him and, and Cam doing all that stuff, you know, doing all the moves off season. And, yeah, I, I think the Bruins will – I think the, I want to – I think they're going to be – I think they'll pass the first round, I think. I think, you know, because they, they're getting pretty healthy now. Now, I mean, they got Nordstrom that's out. He should be back. I mean, well, fractures take a little bit to heal up. He's but, skating. Yeah, you know, he's he's skating. Oh, geez, that's yeah. He great. skated. He skated before practice this morning with, uh, um, I believe, oh, Jake awesome. DeBrusque was out there giving yeah. him. Yeah. So awesome. I mean, yeah, he's he's on his way back, which which probably promoted the the wave caving, and I mean the wave caving. Oh my god, <laughs> um, the cave waving. Um, yeah. So. You can call Solaric up, um, and obviously Nordstrom's still on IR. So I think yep. you play Solaric for a little while until Nordstrom gets back in the lineup, and then Solaric is, I think he can go down without the waiver process. I'll have to look in, into that, but you know, I'd hate to see that kid. That's, you know, I'm not so, I like Kobe Cave a lot. I thought he did a great job, especially this year offensively. He really opened up. This was career year, and then he got brought up to the big leagues, which is good for him. He's earned it. I yeah, you know, I totally respect the organization for for seeing that and bringing him up. And I think he played a decent role. He wasn't, you know, he he showed flashes. There was it wasn't consistency of greatness, but he showed flashes, which is which is good yeah. for a call up. That's what you want. When when somebody gets injured, you want that next man mentality in there. Good attitude. I want to you know continues to learn the system, and and, and plays to the letter of the law. So, um, yeah. but with Nordstrom coming back and probably a lot sooner than his, I think it was the twenty January twenty ninth they projected him back. Uh, if he yeah. comes back a little early. Uh, now it's a, to me, it's a money situation. Now it's like, okay, do you bring in uh, Nordstrom back into the lineup? 
at at the cap value i think of it's i think it's a million dollars this you know if it isn't yeah. you know whatever but who's the odd man out now is yeah. back is Bacchus the odd man out and you're paying him well yeah i'm not sure what the exact value is but the aav that's still throughout his cap throughout the, re- the remaining two seasons on his deal um is six million so yeah Who's your thirteenth yeah. guy? Who's going to be sitting? Because when it comes down to the the time of the year and when you need production, you need your best players out there. You do, and I just don't see. I mean, I and I like Bacchus. You know, as a person, he seems like a really good, genuine guy, and he's. You know, I know he off the season. I think he lost a little bit of. He lost some weight, trying to get more into you know really good shape, and you know he made a point of talking about that too. And, you know, I guess an attempt to, to be more lighter on his feet. And, but I, I don't know, you don't really hear, you know, the games. He's just, he's there, but not, I don't know. Not, the production's just not there. So, you know, you're talking about maybe, you know, what guy would be sitting out and I don't know, like if Bacchus, you know, like I said last night, he was benched the third period. I didn't even notice that he wasn't even on the ice. I'm like, oh, yeah, Bacchus is not there. It just – and it's – I don't know. I don't know what they could do with that situation. But um, I like Solaric. I, you know, he's been um, – you know, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, uh, Mark, but I think he's been doing pretty good, though. Like, he's got, like, well, like 10 goals or ripping, a lot of assists. Ripping it like 10 up. Goals. Yeah, I mean he's last in, three games, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or maybe maybe even four games, including Sunday afternoon's tilt against, um, I think it was Hartford or Springfield. Oh, Springfield. Uh, he had like five goals in uh, t- in three games. I mean, and, that's... and two two of those games he had two goals, and the other one obviously yeah. one goal. So he's been doing really well. He's uh, he's yeah. seeing the puck he's really hot. good. Yeah. yeah, and he's uh. Yeah, I mean his his work along the boards. Um, mm. Like I was talking to Bruins Network, and he's he's a guy that's a frequent flyer down at the dunk all the time, and we go back and forth on on the whole prospect thing. Um, you know, he sees uh, his vision and his and his timing of passes and so on, his creativity, and and I came back and I'm like, I really like the way he's plowing through people. Uh, along the boards, I mean, this guy just yeah. doesn't—it doesn't stop moving his feet to to get to a puck battle or or create or try to create space with the puck uh, yeah. along the along the freaking half wall. So, yeah. I'm a huge fan of him myself. But I mean, it's it's what it's how your game relates to the NHL level when you're here. What what are you showing the fans? Because to me. It's a lot of people are always like, well, he he outskated a certain player in in preseason, and why isn't he up? Well, you you can't really evaluate anything during preseason unless you're a part of the scouting staff or the management yeah. for the Boston Bruins because you're putting a lineup together. You know, I mean, it's just, and he didn't he didn't have a great year to start in the AHL. I mean, people were calling for him for like the second or third game into the season, and I'm just like, I'm not sure if you guys are watching these games. I think you're watching the stats. He's he's not playing well, and and I you know, 
Mark Diver, <laughs> Bruins Network, all these guys on Twitter were saying the same thing because we're watching the game, you know. So and then Solaric has gotten hot lately, which yeah, obviously this is why people get called up. I mean, look what happened to Frank Vitrano. Frank Vitrano had thirty yeah. go- thirty three goals in twenty nine career AHL games. He got brought up after ten and ten, and 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 was was streaky. Like he he'd have like a couple two or three points, and then go weeks weeks without a point. That's what you don't want to run into when these call ups. You oh. want to get him in there. You want to give him the adequate time, but you also want to expect results if they want to stay. Exactly. Because everyone's fighting for a spot. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. You know, that, that's the thing. Everyone, so they got to really, got to step it up. You know, that's that's for sure. And, you know, and it, it, you know, I say that and I'm trying to think, you know, these guys are just like, just starting. They're like 18, 19. And I think fans kind of forget that, that they are just teenagers. And, you know, it's like, give them a chance, you know, give them, give them that chance and see, you know, and. That was um, actually that was one thing too that, you know, going back to Toronto and how the fans just booed the hell out of Gardner, you know, and I, it's like, oh my, why would you you boo your own player? It's like, you know, it, I, I don't know. That kind of just hit a bad mark, and you know, then I started thinking about more about the younger guys, and it's like, you know, fans are just brutal, and then sometimes the media can just get right on, and it's like, you know. These guys are just, they just started, <laughs> you, you know, they just got called up. You know, the NHL obviously is different than the AHL. You know, it's a whole different, whole different ball game. I mean, you're going up against guys that are like 30 pounds heavier, heavier than you and have a lot more experience. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, that's, that's why, and tying back to what you said, you know, earlier about, you know, Sweeney and, and them making any moves. And I think that's that's their thinking is just keeping along with, you know, the young guys and whoever's not producing, then, you know, got to kind of look to, to use them as a bargaining chip to get maybe someone else with a little bit more experience. And, you know, it may not be a Panarin, but it could be another another type of player that, you know, they'll be very productive and that they are the grinders and they'll bring that right attitude to the Boston, you know, to the to the Boston Bruins, you know, you want someone that's going to jive with the team and, you know, and also show up, do their job, you know, not to yeah. steal from the Patriots, but, you know, you need someone who's going to do their job. So they're getting paid. Football. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's all you're hearing about is Patriots well, and Brady. And, oh, you know, yeah. You know, it's like, you know. it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Bruins, we just get no, we get like two weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, we have a season for two weeks. So the Patriots are done. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the truck's going down to Fort Myers <laughs> or wherever that damn place is. Oh, that's right. And yeah, it's like, oh, awesome. yeah. And then, you know, yep. that's when you know that the Bruins gets, you know, whacked again with with the uh. whole sports popularity. Uh, b- before I get on to my next topic, you know, we've been in, I think, 23, 24 minutes now. And I haven't even asked you what you're drinking. Oh, right now I am drinking um, Maker's 46 Kentucky bourbon that I got in Kentucky. Nice. Went Maker's Mark. Beautiful. I mean, if you want to go to a really beautiful distillery, I highly recommend Maker's Mark. Beautiful grounds. 
They got artwork. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. But, you know, the bourbon speaks for itself. So. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Any and chaser? What are you drinking, Mark? Any chaser? Oh, um, well, straight okay, up. Are you a straight up kind of girl on the rocks? You know, I pull one ice cube in. I usually like it neat without anything. And, um, but it's a little bit strong. I haven't eaten. So, yeah, I put a little <laughs> bit of water in there. There so. you go. Good for you, man. <laughs> I. I grabbed before uh, I had to go to the store because I ran out ran out of beer. Had a few last <laughs> night, so I grabbed a twelve pack of the Sam Adams Cold Snap, and I actually really like this one. Ooh! Um, and I'm a huge fan. Call me a girly man. I don't give a shit, but I'm a huge <laughs> fan of uh, Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. Oh, you like it? So okay, I gotta I give do. that a chance. It, I it, had it once, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't know if I like this. So I'm going to give it a try. You know what? I'll be, let me tell you. I, and from past experience, I was the same way. I'm like, the first one always was like, uh, it's like, I can't tell if it's like too sweet, like those Marciano yeah. cherries and whatever. But then I have like a couple more, and it's like, oh, that's really good. So after, <laughs> after the first one, your palate kind of like mellows out, so you're really not tasting it. But, I yeah. mean, every time we have a, a – I live in Amesbury, Mass. I'm I'm up near the New Hampshire border, so we have like little town stores and so on. Um, not like you city folk, but uh, <laughs> uh, but no. I, every time I go in there and I see that they they've stocked the shelf, and I know that they put three six pack at a time. And if I see three of them, I'm buying them all. But unfortunately, <laughs> I went in there this week, or uh, no, on Friday. And I, I didn't see it anymore, so they possibly sold out. But the great thing about Sam Adams is it, they make so many varieties of different types of beers. And, and oh, I, lo- yeah. I, I love the, the cold snap during the, the winter and, and uh, cherry wheat in the fall. And I used to love their uh, – there was a, a white ale, the, the spring white ale. That I'm, I haven't seen that in a while. But I'm not a fan of this summer. I, I don't like the summer. I don't and- either. It's just, yeah, and I know what I don't like the winter lager, and it's like, oh, I feel like I'm saying sacrilegious when I say that. But <laughs> my husband loves, you know, he lo- he loves, I think, pretty much every type of um, Sam's, and I think he's actually drinking the cold snap. I want to say, ha <laughs> good man. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the husband too. Yep. <laughs> All right, so now that we got that through, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I always forget to to do the whole beer thing, and that's pretty much. Well, not pretty much, but kind of the reasons why I got this all this whole beers and Bruins thing together was to talk about Bruins and beers. So, but I always I, I I try to like time it. I'm like, okay, maybe after the second topic we'll start talking about beer, and I'm already down to six, and I'm just like, oh shit, I should say something now. But uh, when you t- uh, before we did the whole talking about the alcoholic beverages, um. You mentioned something about prospects and, and how some people can react to them. Uh, I wrote this this topic down on the agenda with the the um, theory that some people have with Sweeney and the background that he has. Because you you know before you became a general manager, he spent nine seasons in the in the organization as a developmental um, yeah coach uh, or associate or something like that but you know he was heavily involved with the youth coming in and so on so he's got he got a lot of training into yeah, he's got in, that background exactly so 
but a lot of people just don't like the way he does things and 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 the common thing that I get uh, on the t- on the Twitterverse when people reach out to me for my opinions is they're like, well, this person's a bust, and it's like, okay, why? I'm why? It's like, well, I watch the games like you suggest. I'm like, good. I always say, you know, that's the best thing. The eye test is the most important thing. You know, looking yeah. at stats is just going in there and say, hey, he's offensive or he's not. That doesn't tell you character or anything like that. And and and. The little things that the guys do, you right. know, it's the little, that's, you know, and that's, that's what you got to really look at. And you're, and you're right about the stats. It's just, it's not always just about the numbers. Exactly. You got to, you know, like so how many are they focus. with the team and uh, people on Twitter, they, they just suck sometimes. It's a dumpster. I'm <laughs> telling you, it's crazy. Um, but, but to, you know, the biggest gripe is it's, it's 2015 when they were selected and they haven't been in the NHL yet. One one out of three in the first round in 2015 have been in the NHL, and one's gotten just a little bit of time, and the other one has not seen any time at all. So, are you are you the type of fan that gets worried about you know draft busts and and when actual people players get to the NHL, or do you believe in the system that Sweeney has in process of? We're not going to rush these prospects. We're going to develop them properly. I, I'm with that. You, you got to develop these guys. You can't expect one kid that's going to be called up for one game and then destroy him for that one particular game. I.e. Like, Alexander like, Kokolchev. Yeah, it's like, you know, this is the first game. And it's, like I said, you know, NHL is just a huge... You know, you got like a kid that's like six to 170 pounds, you know, so he's a small guy going up against like someone like Ovechkin. I mean, you can't expect that kid to be knocking Ovechkin off anywhere. You, you know what I mean? It's like you got to give him some some time and just don't kill them on Twitter and, you know, say, oh, Sweeney shouldn't assign him and look at this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, I don't think fans realize it. You gotta develop. You gotta. It's it's in there. It's the systems there in place for a purpose. And these guys know more about it than you do. Well, because that's all they do. That's their life. They breathe hockey, and they're in the organization. They know what they're doing, you know. And it's it's not like he's doing some crazy, you know, wacky moves, and he's getting rid of all these players and bringing in, you know, all these other crappy players. I mean, he's. He's building up on what worked awesome, you know, last season. He's just continuing. And with that 2015 class, I mean, just you got to keep going up. And and if those kids never get called up to the NHL, I mean, you know, it's then maybe you can say something about it. But until then, you know, get, you got to give it some time. I mean, looking for like goalies, goalies can take years to develop, you know, and people don't realize. I mean, you can't. Yeah. I mean, the kid may be good, but you they get developed. You That takes a long time. Absolutely. You know, it's, you're, you're always constantly working. Look at guy. I mean, if you look at someone like Tukarask or even Halak, I mean, they're always work. That's why they got a goalie coach. You know I mean? It's, if they were perfect, you know, they, I mean, obviously they're going to need coaches, but you know, they're always trying to work on stuff and cause no one's that great. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that, but you, you know, no one's like 100% on all the time. And there's always going to be new guys coming up. And 
It's always going to be something new that they're going to face. So it's always constant growth, even for the veterans. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's like, and that's good, though. But it's like at work. My my boss, a fantastic person, and I've been working for him for, Jesus, 15 years now on my second tour of duty. But, you know, he he sets the bar high for, for all of us as a team. And he's got great direction and so on. But one thing that I really liked about it is, is like our on-time delivery um, is pretty much like 100%. So, but I always ask him when he's updating the board, I'm just like, you know, John, why do you have it at 99%? And he's like, because you guys are going to work just a little harder for that 1%. So in wow. in the back of your head, you're always going to think there's so much more to do. We're not done yet. So, mm. you know what I mean? It's it's a really good yeah. psych- psychological thing to like I, – I, it, it might be simple and dumb to many people. That's motivation to me. It's like I walk by there. I see 99. Okay, what can I do better today? So, you know, that's – No, that's the, awesome. I yeah. think that's an awesome attitude to have. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, we, yeah. I, I have we have a great team over there. Uh, shout out to John, Heather, <laughs> myself, Ben, um, Ryan, Jesus, uh, the kids, uh, RP, and Brett, Eric, Matt. We we have a great team. It's just unbelievable. You're, but and you're lucky. You're lucky. You got a good team. That's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah just like the, just like at the Black and Gold Hockey dot com website. We have a fantastic yeah. team of writers. That's but, very true. <laughs> uh, there's always expectations, and that's the biggest thing. Is is so many people are ready to harp on something that you know the Bruins see moving forward, and when fans think that they're moving in the wrong direction, of course there's going to be an outrage, and and Bruins Twitter can can be so much fun for that. Um, <laughs> Everyone panics like. After one game, they they panic. You know, it's if we lose a game, that's it. You know, oh my God, the dynasty, it, everything's gone. The Bruins are awful. Then we win a game, it's like we're amazing. So yeah. it's just very, very, very bipolar. Well, speaking of bipolar and and great segue right there, <laughs> uh, is is recently it's like Charlie McAvoy has been getting killed on the tweet machine. Oh, I am so glad you brought that up. That was actually uh, something I wrote down that I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I've had this list of agenda topics started since 7 this morning when I punched in. Oh. Uh, and when I walk by and I have like an idea or I'm listening to a podcast, because you, you yeah. know I'm a crazy podcast listener, I I, I, I just like, oh, ooh, that's a good topic. I'm going to talk about that, yeah. you know, and just write it down, so... Yeah, I was working. I wasn't just like writing agendas down for the uh, the whole talk tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it just it, you know the, he's he's going through a tough time. He's young, and and yeah. I think I think that that is the is the what gravitates people is like he's young, and he shouldn't be doing this or shouldn't be injured like this all the time. Uh, the human body is is different for everybody. You know, there's some people that yes, it is. that that get injured and can't play, and there's people that get injured and can play. And we have uh, one of the hottest workers that do that on a regular basis, and it's obviously Patrice Bergeron. But nobody yeah. nobody could be Saint Patrice, you know, 
19 more of those players. Uh, you can you could be like him, but you can't you know exactly clone him and so on. So it's virtually impossible. But then, uh, he's not human. I think he's half cyborg. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, it's, it's I can't remember. Um, recently, it was a goalie that was out. Oh my gosh, was it was it? Oh, it was Anderson Frederick Anderson? He was out with the flu, and I jokingly said to my husband, I'm like, you know, Fergie had the flu and he scored two goals in a game with the flu and i'm like my gosh you know it's like and you, you're, you're right i mean every person just is different for them and you can't have you know someone like i mean bergie's just i don't know he's just um i don't know he's he's bergie you yeah. know that's that's him you know <laughs> and you know mcavoy i mean yeah he had injuries you know he was out for quite a while and then he had the infection in the foot i mean that that needs to be healed up and um I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it, and I've heard, I saw something ridiculous. Someone was saying that they want to trade McAvoy. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like. Yeah, because he's soft. Like, because yeah. he's soft. Like, and he's a, soft. excuse my language, Liz. He's a pussy. Yeah, that's that's yep, all exactly. I've heard. That's all I've that heard. I was like, you guys are trash. I'm like, that. that's, no, that's ridiculous. I mean, everyone's going to go through injury and. You know, and everybody, and all those young guys, the first years, and now they're in their second year, they may hit that sophomore slump. It's going to happen. I mean, it, it's not anything new. And then things can get picked up. I mean, we still got a lot of hockey left. So let's just, let's just you know, see what McAvoy can do. And I'm sure he feels it. He knows it. I mean, I doubt these guys have not seen reaction on Twitter. It's hard not to go online and not see the criticism and and i'm sure it's hard to take it not to take it personally but you know that could that could fuel you yes fuel you oh my god that maker's mark is hitting me uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> mission accomplished <laughs> but you know if he can take that and just you know use it as motivation i mean just it's awful and it you know the whole thing too with um marshawn and him talking to hags about you know him getting, you know, getting um, McAvoy watch, you know, to be on time. I think the whole media, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you're on, I mean, they took that and just blew it right up. And when I saw that interview, I didn't think it was a big deal. I'm like, oh, he's just joking, you know. I thought it was funny. I thought, so did I. I thought it was hilarious because, you know, in your, with your, you know, and I'm sure, I mean, you're in a team. And you guys are going to give shit to each other. I mean, it's going to – so I took it as that. I didn't took it as something so huge. And people are making a story out of a non-story. And it's like – and then that's when I heard a lot of people calling for McAvoy to, to be traded. And I'm like, because he's late a few moments. I mean, and he's injured, which that's going to happen. You yeah. know, you can't – concussions are tough. You know, you can't, you could look at someone and they look perfectly fine, but you don't know what's going on in their head. You, you, you know, it's not like a fracture. Concussions, you know, concussions for me in the NHL have been a, I've been kind of following that really closely because it's, it's awful. And the NHL, they don't really take care of those guys that well. Um, You're also in the so, medical field, right? correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that kind of, you know, like I said, been watching that pretty, pretty closely and i personally i hate gary bettman i think he's the devil 
<laughs> I hate that guy. I really do. Um, and I get the feeling that, you know, he just doesn't give a shit about a lot of these players just making money. And it's like the worst thing ever. And these poor guys, I mean, they get their lives ruined. And, you know, and that's why I'm glad Nash, I, even though it's awful, his career ended that way. I'm glad he's, you know, he's being precautious. And if he felt like he can't continue on because of the concussions, I mean, good for him. He's thinking about his health, his family, his sanity. I mean, that I don't think people realize how bad concussions can really be and how much it can affect you. And people end up in the street. I mean, worst case scenario, people end up in the streets. They lose their families. They get into drugs. I mean, you can go back and look at all these NHLers, you know, that have passed away, you know, because of symptoms from concussions, whether or not it's straight up from, I mean, fighting in the NHL, that's a sticky thing. You know, it's part of the game. Last night at Montreal, I mean, that was a, that brawl, that like brought back the old rivalry and people were just going nuts. And I went nuts too. It was that like, was oh my Kevin God. Kevin Miller and Nick DeLaurier. Yeah. That was I mean, unbelievable. My God, that was that was what that was uh, that was Jay Miller and Shane Corson back in the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it was great. It was see the gloves come off, and I'm like, oh my god, this is it's coming down, this brawl. But you know, I personally think, I mean, like I said, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but you know, it's those cheap shots. I think that's what really causes a lot of the problem. Not so much the fighting. So I don't think the fighting element should really be taken out of the nhl i mean that's you know it's part of it but you know those cheap shots those really crappy elbows to the head i mean yeah. it's just guys gunning for it that's awful and the yeah when I you mean, talk about so for, uh, when, oh, sure. when you talk about concussions <laughs> um on the on the legal side of it, I am no expert by any means, but I do a lot of reading and and I watch a lot of and I listen to a lot of podcasts, obviously. Mm. Um, so, in learning all the stuff that I've learned and and talking to to a couple people that might uh, are close to the whole situation is that the there was a class action lawsuit. Yes, and yep. and it was a group of players. Obviously, I'm not sure the number. And I'm not sure exactly who was in that group, but they brought it to court. And what I thought was really good about the whole situation, if there was anything to say that's good, um, is that it it the judge basically was siding with the players, um, saying that this shouldn't be a class action lawsuit. This should be an individual case by case thing because. So many of these players that are on that in that group that want to get something out of this and 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 not I'm not saying that they're they're out for money. I don't like doing that. I think that more or less that they're they're out for awareness. Yes. And maybe if they get something in return for what they've suffered, then I understand that. But I don't believe that anybody on this panel is out directly out for money. So no. So not, and it's only been like I think like I think by dropping I think by dropping the the class action lawsuit and the judge saying that you guys mm-hmm. should really bring it back to your legal experts and do it case by case because of because of severity. Now, if you think about it, Liz, I'm not sure in the the medical field that you know, but you know, you know, insurance and all that crap is 
or or a, a class action lawsuit is you know that's a one lump sum so when you divide everything out a person that really has problems and is probably going to be dependent on medical for the rest of their lives might not get as much as somebody that had one concussion and only played in the league two or three years. You know what I'm saying? So by going back to do an individual, I think the judge was saying that they have a better opportunity to do it case by case and and get more more. out of it. So in the leagues, all obviously I'm not, I'm not a fan of Batman myself. Uh, I don't think the league is doing it properly. But nope. they're also not doing it like football did so many years ago when oh, when, when God, doctors yeah. when doctors were coming to the league saying this is a problem people are dying people you know this is this is causing really bad brain trauma if if that's it. like I said I'm not a medical expert but and then people are doing the worst to their bodies because of it um mm. I, I, the league does understand that the NHL, but it's it's what it could cost. I think that they're most afraid of. Oh yeah, yep, they they definitely are, and that's that's too bad. You but know, it's, because it doesn't it doesn't automatically just go right down to handouts or payouts. <laughs> it it has to. There's repercussions of any decision that the league makes, especially when it comes to the players' union is now what are you going to do in the future? So now you have to look at equipment, what's safe, what's not. Uh, you know, you have to do all this That's types true. of research development. I mean, this is just this is just people coming forward and saying they're having problems because of what they did for as their job pertaining to hockey. Mm. You know, I just kind of lost my track, but... <laughs> well, it's a risk, you know, yeah. any type of... Yeah, they know the risks. Know. They know yeah. the risk, but they also have the rights too. Yeah, they do. They they do. You know, and I don't know if you know um, necessarily like changing helmets or I mean, I think the goalie equipment didn't they just make it much lighter the pads? They went just down a couple. I mean, I remember they went. They were at ugh, I want to say it was like thirteen inches, and they went down to twelve, and then 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 they went to the the shoulders. Because the uh, the the padding was like standing up off of your shoulder, so it was oh, making yeah. you look bigger. So they cut all that down. It's a, and that's that's a, and scoring has been the, at the highest it's been since the like mid nineties. And oh and they st- and they still crazy like eleven goal games. I'm like, yeah. what is going? And they on? still they still <laughs> want to decrease goaltenders. And Kay Whitmore, who work, I, I believe he still works for the league. I don't know if you remember him. He was an old uh, Hartford Whaler. But uh, he, Whalers. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, you know, he's he's all about shrinking everything down, but making it safer. But obviously, I'm a goaltender. Never played any pro, but you know, when you shrink that goal, that stuff down, you, it, it's. Don't you I get think a it's good. more? I think it's just going to create more openings for the mm. puck to get to you in those stingy areas where you know. Yeah. It just sucks, but. Yeah. Oof. What do you think about the uh, the All Star game? Are you a fan? Are you? Was it a waste of time? Uh, 
I like I mean, I think it's all in fun and games, you know. And personally, I'm glad Bergeron didn't get in. He just just let him rest, you know, just let him spend time with his family. Um, I'll be watching, you know. Definitely, I watched last year too. Um, I mean, I think it's. I mean, you know, I think it's great for the kids, you know, for kids to look at it, you know, especially because they play hockey and they see some of their. Their favorite players, you know, if they made it on to the roster, you know, it's I'm actually I mean, you know, me and pasta. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm glad David Pasternak made it. That's awesome because I think he's going to I mean, he's just like a big kid. So it's I think that'll be fun. But if they got rid of it, I wouldn't be too sad. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's 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 fun to watch. Yeah, I just know. I'm not a I liked it when I was a kid. I really enjoyed mm. seeing it all, you know, I, mean, I played it on the 94 Sega Genesis and so on. And, you know, <laughs> oh it was a gosh. ton of fun to watch and so on. But now it's it's something I don't even pay attention to. I, I'll, I'll probably have it on the, on the TV and I'll be writing an article, but I'll be paying more attention to what I'm doing on my computer screen. But um, <laughs> what I what I don't like about it is that whole, you know, one player is required to go and it's you know it's always your you know your Sidney Crosby's your Alex Ovechkin and so on and some, yeah. sometimes those players are the ones that are really working hard because they're superstars and I you know if they deserve a break they deserve a break but they're also part of the league too and the league is out to promote um, so, uh, you know, I think of it, I'm on the fence on the whole thing. I, I could see a player like Patrice Bergeron, uh, taking that, those three or four days to mental health, you know what I mean? And yeah. good, and good on him to do that. But the ones that have to go and then, you know, obviously I believe Sidney Crosby has been suspended three games because he refused to go. So you, it doesn't automatic yep. one game suspension. It is what it is, but. Yeah, um, I think it happened to Ovechkin too, because I, I don't think he's going. And Price, you know, Carey Price was—he's um, not going either. Right. I mean, it's just you—you you put so much in. There's so much involved in the training, and playing the games, and practicing, and fine-tuning everything into your body. That sometimes you need a break. You know. Yeah. And, and I'll segue right into into a stupid break. In my opinion, I and, and like I said, I do appreciate when people need time off. I really do, but what it's doing on the on you know the uh, it's so hard to freaking talk about the bye week. Oh, yep. Which you know, obviously, that we're talking right now. It's Tuesday, January fifteenth. Um, but you know, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Bruins play the Philadelphia Flyers on the road. On Wednesday the 16th, they're at home Thursday the 17th. They have a day off on the 18th Friday, and they're back to work uh, at home at TD Garden for uh, the Rangers game on the 19th. And then they have the whole 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 days off until they return to TD Garden to end the last two games of the month um, at in Boston against Winnipeg and Philadelphia. So... That's our that's our bye week, and, mm. and I don't like it. I hate the bye week because that's just a lot of time to have your home team just off. I res- like I said, yeah. I respect the players and their time off with families and so on, but 
Here's my theory, and I was wondering if you'd be interested in listening to it. Yes, of course. <laughs> Take that bye week that everybody has, and and that's what I say, nine days. Oof. Three, yeah. six, yeah, nine days, okay? Now you put that whole nine days at the ho- mm-hmm. at the holiday break. So you take Christmas to New Year's off and you restructure the World Juniors. So you put so much attention on the World Juniors for that week. Oh, so I every, like that. Everybody spends Christmas and the New Year's and then gets back to work. And that's that, that technically is the middle of the season. Yeah, it is. You know, so... Have a healthy week off and then prepare for the second half and let's get ready for the playoffs. You know, why is it why does it have to be, you know, these two teams have this bye week and those two teams have that bye week? You know what I mean? It's like just do it all at once and focus on a tournament that is predominantly put on by players that are gonna be drafted the next year at the under twenty tournament. You you know, you, I just don't think that in the United States, and this is one of the reasons why I love writing about prospects, is to update the Bruins fans what's going on in the lower levels of development. And I just, these are going to be your next class, right? You know, these are going to be your guys. Me, me as a, and I'm a, I'm just a hockey nut with an IV, you know, in, <laughs> into my into my arm. But it's just the fact is that I I never got when I was a kid nobody talked about the guys down there they're gonna be the next NHL stars, so I was intrigued and then the internet came and I was just even more intrigued and then I built you know what it is today that we do at Black and Gold Hockey so I I'm just a sponge for learning and I wanted to, everything that I learned I wanted to learn write it down take notes and then bring it to the readers to update them and people seem to really love it and I love doing it. So, but it just, they don't get that much attention in my opinion here in the States. I don't think like college hockey, the American hockey league or the USHL. I think that all the, all those leagues are fantastic developmental leagues that I believe should get like more attention. So highlighting a, a world juniors like this might, Paved the way for others to see what's going on in the uh, in the developmental scheme of uh, all these NHL franchises. So I don't know. It's just kind of my thought. I think uh, I think that sounds awesome and much better. I feel like after the bye week, the teams always come back stiff. <laughs> oh <laughs> so yeah, they get well that, that's just the, back in. You that's know, that's just it's the like, Bruins. Oh. That's just the Bruins because, yeah. you know, that's the Bruins, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been around for a while to understand that, you know, if you give the Bruins more than three days off, oh, that first game back is not going to be a pleasant one. No, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> very, very true. But, but, but what it does on the, on the back end of a franchise, and I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not going to talk about my bias for the Boston Bruins, but other, other franchise and, and other hockey markets out there, is um, what it does is it, it it backs everything up. I think that having these bye weeks and and the the holiday break and I understand, I get the holiday break and everything, but 
it's creating a lot more back-to-back situations. Mm. Now, I know it's been a trend that uh, there's been 13 instances right around that area for the past five or six years that the Bruins have played in back-to-back situations. So I think that number would decrease down to like seven back-to-backs a season if they Mm. got rid of the bye week altogether. I mean, that's potentially nine games that you could have. I mean, obviously you're not going to play once every day, but you have an opportunity to to create a four-day week out of that. A full game, yeah. a full game week. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I mean, you spread everything out, and it's just I don't know. I hate back to backs, especially as a Bruins fan, because to me, it just seems like you win the first one, they have nothing for the next one. Oh, uh, that's you know. I'm glad you, it's funny because um, with last night's game, it looked like the Bruins were a little bit gassed out. I mean, and it's oh, you can definitely see it in the fun, overtime. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean it's standing you know, around. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. How could you let Jeff Petrie in there? To yeah. I mean, Tuca. I'm not going to blame that on him. I cannot blame that on him. No, that, that is just a split second like, decision. He yeah. he just seemed like he couldn't get back in time. And some people are just saying that oh he he's, it's because he has a sucky glove hand. I'm just like I don't know somebody putting a backhand out of the midair. That just tells me as a goaltender, and I, which was I was, but not not pro, is a backhander in the air. You do not know where that puck's going to go. No, it's <laughs> it's so it hard good... to judge it on on where it's going to end up. So timing yeah. it and trying to see if it gets in your glove is not always going to happen. No, and it's well, you know, as a goaltender, I mean, you have the best view. You know, the whole... Not always. It depends on who's in front of you. <laughs> like, if I had Chara when I played in front of me, I'd get so frustrated oh, with him. I'd be like, dude, you could just... <laughs> don't, can you just be a forward, dude? Bring, oh, bring Krug, Bring Krug back here, because I could see over him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that was that was a really good bounce. I mean, he wouldn't... It was, it was like blink and you miss it. I was like, what the hell happened? Right. It, but then looking at the replay, I'm like, oh, yeah, he wouldn't have. There was no way. No, I don't think it was any way he would have been able to get that. I mean, I don't think Price would have been able to get something like that. So it's, um, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it was a good game, though. It, it was a good good game, even though they looked, they looked a little bit tired. You know, it's, I, I don't know. It could be it's a mental thing. Maybe they know they're, good, they're having that week off, and they're just kind of, waiting for that time off you know it's that's what i think but yeah no i i like that idea though that you were talking about you know just doing that you know christmas into new years and just grinding it out you know we have a lot of home games too this month and it's just it's just gonna get much more oh my god much more tough there's three road (laughs) games and one of them was in was the winter classic so technically technically too. That's oh crazy. That that it, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. But that's also an opportunity for this team to really take advantage of playing in front of your own fans and securing two points, you know, running through because if you look at I got it up here the schedule. If you look at February, February's going to be tight. And there's all and to start the month there's already two back-to-backs. 
three Ugh. back-to-backs. There's three, three back-to-backs in that month. Ugh. So, and and God. one of them is going to be out west. No, I'm sorry. That's a home game. <laughs> I looked at the LA Kings, <laughs> and I, it was it was yellow, and that means home. And I blew that one. So, anyway, is it, February is going to be a tough month. Yeah. Of course it is, you know, because, you know, you're going to have the, the trade deadline looming. So people are going to be thinking about that. Oh, God, um, that's... And then going into March, it's like, then you go basically every other day for the whole month is you're playing a game. So, yeah, um, that that week, I'm telling you, it, 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 it might sound small, but when you put some of these games involved and, and the travel situations of some of these back-to-backs, that getting that week back means a lot more than just having everybody shut down for that that one time at the uh, at the mm-hmm. holiday season. So, yeah, I got to take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna okay. just do a quick commercial. Um, I am talking to Liz Saint Pierre. You can follow her at Pasta Girl eighty eight, and you can follow her writings at the blackandgoldhockey.com dot com website. So, just uh, we'll be right back, and I got a couple more questions for Liz. So. Be patient. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! David Backus. And Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! And we're back. Uh, I want to thank Liz St. Pierre for sticking around. Uh, this has been a real blast. I mean, I mean, really enjoy talking to you. It's it's actually gone by a lot faster. We've been talking pretty much for over an hour now. So thanks again. Oh yeah, thank you. It doesn't doesn't feel like it's been an, over an hour. It's See, crazy. I told you, yeah. there's no there's no worries <laughs> about just podcasts. You just sit back and relax, and you know, obviously that that uh, maker's mark is helping. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there you go. That's that's me too. It's like every time I do this, I'm normally talking to somebody new. So having a couple of beers is like my kind of relax. You know, hey, we're just having a conversation kind of feeling. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. No, it's been good. <laughs> All right. But getting right back into it. Uh, going back to talking about the trades and, and all these scenarios that so many people are, are, are coming up with, either Panarin or, or Coyle or all these other players. But putting all those aside for a second, by the Bruins not doing anything for the past couple seasons, there's one thing that I, I see on Twitter a lot, and, and people are saying that the, the this organization is wasting possibly the best years of players like Bergeron, Marchand, Krejci, Rask and 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 Chara, the guys that that won here before, and mm. and are looking to do it again, and I think fans want to see that again, especially Bergeron uh, get another one for his uh, tremendous um, 
portfolio. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? It's it, the guy's just yeah. done everything. He's a beast, and, and and in my opinion, first first ballot Hall of Famer. But oh yeah, is this? Do you find any validity to this? I mean, is it just? I probably hacked that word too. By the way, I'm going to look into it. But <laughs> um, <laughs> do you, I mean do do you read into it too much, or is it? It happens. It happens. Yeah, I'm more of. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good question. I don't think I really. Because I've seen it a lot. That. I've seen it a lot. It's like, and I, I and I actually got brought up today. Uh, I'm not going to mention Twitter names when I do conversations. I just I I don't do that. But you know, he mentioned this. Like you know, I will. I said I I would really like to see the franchise stand firm. And really take advantage of the summer activities to really attack needs uh, that this organization, you know, obviously needs. Yeah. And they're like, well, why why would you stand firm when you're wasting the best years of of these players? And he and he obviously listed off a a, a list, and I added a couple more, but I just I don't, I don't think it's a waste. I don't I don't uh, either. And and my wow. my whole thing my whole thinking is. Is the organization like Jeremy Jacobs isn't like in in Delaware North and Buffalo New York going, hey, you know, like Smithers or whatever his name is, um, Mr. Burns. Yeah, Mr. Burns. Oh yeah. Well, Smithers is his like assistant, right? Like yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, do you think he's like going over there and he's like, hmm, I I have a master plan to to you know make. Patrice Bergeron, a Stanley Cup champion every year. They don't focus on the individual and the efforts. It's a business. They look at longevity. They look at money. They look at all this stuff. They don't look at how do we construct a team that can get Bergeron another cup. I mean, it's all well and good when you're a teammate and you're a friend and you're a part of a family to think that way. But in reality, you never construct a team like that. No. That yeah, I mean, and I think anybody that thinks that's what really happens, or it's like no, no, it's not. The guys aren't playing just for one player to make sure he gets another cup before he retires or whatever. It's playing for the team, and they're playing to keep their spot on the team too. So that's um, yeah, I no, and I think Jacobs, you know, he. I think that's why he's got. I mean, that's why you got general managers. That's why you got, you know, your Don Sweeney's and your Cam Neely's. They, that's their job. You know, they they kind of look into all that and try to figure out what the you know the missing pieces to the puzzle. And it's like I said, I'm, I'm with you. I I think they they can't. I I don't think they should make any huge huge crazy moves that is really going to affect the team in the long run. Because then they're just going to keep scrambling to find someone else. You know, it's just, and it's a business. It it really is. But, yeah, it's, uh, no, I'm with you on that. I, I, it's definitely not wasting those guys, the veterans, their years. And, you know, I don't think they would see it that way either. You know, if you do talk to, you know, Marshy or Bergeron or Chara, and I don't think they would see it that way either. So, how about the yeah. uh, how about the future outlook of the the roster? I'm looking at Cap Friendly right now. CapFriendly.com is just an unbelievable tool for mm. podcasting, writing, anything. You want to know anything about numbers? Bam! I'm sure you use it often. Oh yeah. But um, you know, looking at the roster 
for next season who could not be there. And there's one at the Floyd position that I'm looking at right now that is a UFA and available to walk away. Uh, not sure trade value if it was ever brought up uh, this season before before the February 25th deadline. But uh, do you do you entertain bringing Nola Chari back with with players like Ryan Fitzgerald uh, on the edge of uh, you know making his NHL? Uh, oh, I like Fitzgerald. I like him. Um, <sighs> Achari's name is some. It's one I've seen a lot too being brought up. You know, it's whether or not he's worth bringing back. And twenty-seven uh, year old. Yeah. I mean, how I haven't really looked at his numbers. I mean, has he been not great numbers? Not great. But he's not. He's not a numbers guy, though. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's he's one of those energy types of players. He's he is like he is like the Chris Wagner of a couple years ago. I I think I I liked Chari a couple years ago. I just this year I just you know this is a contract year for him, and I just don't see he's he him producing enough to really get that consideration. So. With not yeah. having the RFA rights, I just think that both sides should walk and give an opportunity to somebody down in Providence, which which either could be, you know, that Rossus block yeah. go back to go to Bjork, it goes to Fitzgerald. I mean, Fitzgerald's going to definitely be a bottom six uh, type of player. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you think about uh, Bjork? What are your feelings on him? Because I I'm kind of touch and go with Bjork. I like I, I like Anders a lot. I've watched, yeah. you know, you've you've uh, read my my stuff about his progression throughout the you know the development yeah. in in college, um, and the pro level, and obviously uh, right now with the the Providence Bruins, he's injured. It was kind of a uh, a crappy way he got injured. Uh, somebody, uh, another player, just kind of, you know, they didn't check him, but they were kind of skating parallel to each other and then one turned around the uh, the opposition turned around i wish i remembered his name but i, I can get oh, video on he end up like punching bjork out of like nowhere he like grabbed him and flipped him over yeah him yeah so, and, and he I, landed I on his shoulder video. he landed on yeah, his shoulder was like, i probably i probably sent it out because i was watching the game and i'm like oh mark Di mark diver was like oh i haven't seen a fitzgerald back and i'm like oh crap so i went back to the video <laughs> And it, I couldn't see it, but as the as the camera was skating was going by, that's when you yeah. actually see uh, Fitzgerald just sitting there on the ice and having a tough time getting up. He, uh, I'm sorry, Bjork. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's he's injured, and I think he's having a second evaluation. The last time I heard, so he might have to have a surgery, which could shut him down for the year. That sucks. Yeah. Again, I mean, this kid is. And I do not harp on injuries at all. I think it's it's an unfortunate thing that happens to people, um, yeah. and I don't hate it. And I, I hate when people do that. They're like, "Oh, he gets injured too much. Trade him." Well, if he gets yeah, in, that, if, if he gets in, if he gets injured so much, and and you don't see him a value here, then do you really think that even an idiot like Peter Shirelli is going to bite onto that and say, "Oh yeah, I need that guy"? No, come on. No. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous, but I I, I don't see a Chari coming back. I like to, like I said, Fitzgerald in that spot. 
Uh, even yeah. Sinitian with another year, I think he could be borderline ready. Um, but then you go to the defense. Obviously, you're going to drop Stephen Camper. Uh, you definitely have to sign. In my opinion, you have to sign McAvoy and you have to sign Carlo. Yeah, yeah. But there's another there's another red UFA on cap friendly, and that's Daniel Chara. Oh, jeez. So I mean, segue into yeah. that one, my friend. What would oh, gosh. what do you yeah What do you do? Because the cap is going. All right, here's here's all the scenarios. Okay, I'm gonna give you a buffet of things to think about. He's he's making five million right now. He might not oh. ask. He might not ask for that uh, to stay with the team. But that whatever he does ask could potentially hinder a move coming back. So if you go, if you want to aggressively go after free agency, and and you sign him, well, what if like Panarin was like, uh, okay, I'll accept. I'll I'll sign with you, but I want not nine million dollars. And Ugh, then you know what yeah. I mean. But you 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 know yeah. you're like oh shit, uh, we signed Z for three for, for three million, for one more year. Now you have to make adjustments elsewhere. So there's going to be a cap casualty, or they don't sign one of these RFA's that are coming up, because something's got to happen. Even though the cap's going up five million dollars, it's still not enough, in my opinion unprofessional opinion at that to to make all of this freaking work so i'd say i don't bring them back which sucks but it's good you create a spot for somebody else at a lower cap hit that way you have the available funds to bring in you know patrick kane money jonathan taves money kind of player yeah but optimistically going into it saying you need to, you know, you need to sign long term. No rentals. Yeah, no, we we can't do a rent. No, <laughs> no rent. That no. <laughs> so that's just kind of my thought on that. Uh, I I just I, I like the guy and everything. I like what he brings. His leadership. It's it's it's. There's no doubts at all. But when you think about the business side of the whole thing and and available cap space to address needs, and it's not just one. It's it's going to need a few additions on this team to really make that push for Lord Stanley. And, and I think this summer is a perfect, perfect class to do it. I mean, if you look at the defensemen available, you know, this is all pending on if they, if they resign with the teams or not, but there's, I mean, looking at the list right now, it's impressive, especially the forward list too. Hmm. Headlined by Panarin. (laughs) <sighs> so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that's a wow i'm glad i am not part of the organization to make that decision <laughs> right <laughs> oh my gosh i don't know how those guys sleep at night i mean my god <laughs> well i'd love to make them money yeah yeah that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> um, i mean do you think chara will continue on i mean i don't think he's gonna retire anytime soon you know well like if if he if he wasn't if he was gonna do it, I think there'd be some kind of like farewell thing. So if we yeah. haven't heard that, and it's midway through the season. So I'm thinking that he really wants to possibly come back for one more season. And do you think he'll take a team friendly? You know, I I think I think if he 
if he does, he'll probably want to go down to at least three million mm. for 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 that year. And I think that three million is still too much. People are gonna call me crazy, and, <laughs> but you know, seriously, I, I you know I get the leadership, I get it, I get it, I get it. But at some point, you're bottlenecking all these prospects. You're bottlenecking uh, Jeremy Lawson. You're bottlenecking Jacobs Borrell. You're bottlenecking Connor yeah. Clifton. You're bottlenecking uh, Yerovakaninen. You know, with, and it's because you you bring these people back and you're signing. Like I love Kevin Miller and everything, but he shouldn't have been signed for that that term. Oh you my know? gosh! Yeah. Neither should have oh. Adam McQuaid. I mean, which yeah. pretty much pushed the trade. So I don't know. It is what it is. Speaking of Adam McQuaid, coming Isn't back, he... coming back Saturday. Oh yeah, that's right, Rangers. You, you think he's gonna fight? Oh, him and uh, hmm, that would be uh, that'd be kind of nice, you know, kind of like a welcome back. Here you go, let's fight. I want to. I want to see. time sake. I want to see Killer <laughs> kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh uh, yeah, he he uh he got pounded pretty good the other night. Yeah, he did. I was Reeves. like, Whoa. jeez. Reeves went house on him. <laughs> I think it was Reeves anyway. I think uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. Yep, I'm trying to remember the video, which I watched like ten times. Hmm. Yeah. So what do you yeah, think? Yeah, no, I I'm still thinking about that whole yeah. It, it's a home hmm. game. It's gonna get. I think he's gonna get a little emotional. I think so. I mean, I, I'm hoping they would do you know some sort of video tribute or something. I mean, he, Possibly, you know, yeah. he's, yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, his whole career wasn't pretty much in Boston, wasn't it? Or am, am I incorrect on that? Yeah, I mean, he was dra- he was drafted by the yeah. Columbus Blue Jackets, but yeah. uh, quickly traded. So I don't think he ever played pro for for Columbus. I think he yeah. went, he immediately went right into. I think he came. He was one of those moves that was like a minor league move or something like that. But he oh, went, okay. He went from being drafted as a, uh, from the Columbus Blue Jackets right into the Bruins system, started off in Providence and worked his way up. Yeah, he's been with the team what like nine, ten years or something. Yeah, something I want to say like that. that Stanley Cup. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure. It, yeah, it's going to be a really good game. You know, it's. Him to come back and see the guys, and yeah, that's that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, come back, see a nice video mm-hmm. tribute, and kill a kicks his ass. That's right. <laughs> 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 oh man, I gotta try to get tickets to that then. Jeez. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, I am tapped out of topics, so I think that is gonna end the show. Uh, Liz, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity to to get together, create some time, and and definitely want to do it again. Oh yeah, me too. No, thank you, thank you so much for having me on. This this was fun. Absolutely, a lot of fun. absolutely. And like I said, once you do a couple more of these, you'll be a pro. W e W e e i and Nesson will be calling. Oh yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, everybody, please follow. Uh, Liz on Twitter at PastaGirl88. Uh, check out her, her awesome work with us at the blackandgoldhockey.com website. 
um, does a lot of a lot of good things, uh, and and I appreciate everything that you've done so far over there. But I like the many angles that you choose when you when you're thinking about articles. It's not all because we we have 15 plus writers, and some of the ones that you can you can see that they're they're uh, not they're not the same. Everybody has a unique way of writing, but it's like you pick topics from like up to date and then you do really fantastic work on your research and on the uh the the history one so i, I love the history when, when people oh come, me too when people too. come to the website and they say i love writing about history it's like oh you're welcome come on on you know what i mean because i because you know you cover pretty much the nhl i i cover the ahl and prospects and we have uh, tim that does the same thing and then pretty much everybody's like up there in the NHL, so it's good to have a little bit of everything. It's you know for for the readers out there. Oh, it makes it interesting. You yeah, know? so it's and it's, it's a lot good. of fun too. We have a good crew. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, everyone's awesome. All right, well, I will let you go. Um, and and thanks again for this time. Um, thank you, boss. Thank you, husband. Boyfriend. I'm sorry, whatever. But uh, yeah, no, this is really cool, and we should definitely do it again. All right, anytime. Thanks so much, Mark. I'll talk to you soon, Liz.